Footy season's back. That means if I want to watch the footy, I'm going to watch the footy on Thursday night, on Friday night, on Saturday and Sunday. If I want to go to the pub with the boys, I'm going to go to the pub with the boys, okay? Footy's back. And if you want to watch something else, you go to the spare room and watch something else because this is a footy household. That's what I'll say to Anna if I had the balls. I don't have the balls to say that to her, but that's you can imagine me saying that to her. So, where do we start this shit? You can go now if you want. Nah, just play the sting. Fuck it. Hey guys, welcome to the Dan Does Footy Podcast. You can find more of Dan Does Footy on the website, Spotify, YouTube, and social media. See ya. This has been a long time coming. It's Dan Does Footy, and we are in my locker room right now. It's all happening here. Um, it's actually my bedroom, so I, I also sleep here as well. Um, it's very uncomfortable to sleep here. But welcome to Dan Does Footy. Um, thank you guys for listening. It's very consensual. Um, you're choosing to listen, and I'm choosing to speak to you. So it's going to be raw. I told the guys in here that I don't want them doing too many edits. Like, obviously, there's going to be a point where maybe I get cancelled. We did tiptoe that line last year a little bit too much with the fights that we got in with your Jared Healy's and your Wayne Carey and your Stephen Quarterbrains. So um, I have been told by the lawyers that we have to be a little bit more careful this year. But in saying that, we're going to keep it raw. We're going to keep it really raw and just want to prove how raw we're keeping it here. So words I can say, I could say poo, mm-hmm. Ollie. That's fine. I could say we. Yep. Shit. What's the cutoff? What's what's too bad? Well, can I say to me? You can. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that, that was gonna have to come out. Ollie, you have to beep that out. I think because yeah, okay. we're gonna get demonetized. But um, anything that we beep out is obviously Ollie thought that I've taken too far. And we do have producer Ollie here. Um, say hello, everyone. Ollie. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to join you. I've got you know lots. I reckon I could learn off you. Do you? Yeah. Like that. I've got a few questions. You Tell know, us we'll who get... you go for. Who do you go for? I'm a Saints fan. Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah, but I'm also Tasmanian, so I've only got a few years left. True. Before. 2028 they're in. Yeah. And then I'm off. You're going to jump straight on them? Yeah, I reckon. But I reckon they should incorporate the split jerseys for the next four years. So you can sort of oh, you know, go to the games half team. with a Tassie side and then yeah. you know, the Saints and then you know that you're sort yeah. of transitioning into that Tassie. world. Tazzy, you're from Tazzy, yeah? Is that why? That's yeah. obviously the, the connection. Is yeah. Tazzy going to eat up the football team or not? Like, are they going to get right around it or is it going to be like a Gold Coast Suns venture? No, 100%. It We're all good. fans there. No, it's ready to You're go. all fans. All, all, all fans. three of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> all three people in Tazzy love their footy. Yeah, me, mum, dad. We love Tazzy. I haven't been in Tazzy um, in a long time. The last time I was in Tazzy, we were playing a preseason game there and we had to make an emergency landing. But that's just a different story for another time. Yeah. Um, so welcome, producer Ollie. He's the, he's the guy that makes me sound a lot better than what um, I am. And I guess if you're listening to this, you have either come from Big Brother, because I know there's so many Big Brother fans out there that still just love Big Brother and, and watch it. 
the reruns, um, or you've come from a show that we did called Disc Cloggers. And there is an elephant in the room here that we have to address. Because if you're listening to this, that means, unfortunately, Disc Cloggers doesn't exist anymore. And to everyone who listened to Disc Cloggers from the very start, we started that show in COVID in 2020. And we had no idea what we were doing. We still, I still don't know what I'm doing, to be honest with you. Um, but a lot of you will listen to that show and a lot of you have been messaging me saying, oh, when's Liz Claus coming back? Dan, you're a pissant. Oh, when's Liz Claus coming back? How many ribs you got left? Um, thank you for your messages. Uh, unfortunately, Liz Cloggers is no longer and you guys deserve to know that. I'm not going to start this fucking podcast and then not connect the dots for you guys because you'd be like, where is Liz Cloggers gone? But Liz Cloggers has had a cease and desist. Um, it's nothing I said legally. The lawyers have assured me that, that I didn't get the show cancelled. But we have just decided that we're going different ways. So I want to answer you, all your questions that you might have. It's only fair to you guys to answer the questions that you have. So I think it's best for you guys to generally send us questions here at DDF um, and we'll put up something on a story. And next episode or next week during one of the two episodes that we're going to do each week, we'll do a list cloggers special where I will answer all your questions about list cloggers and we'll take things from there. But I hope that Dan Does Footy is everything that you want it to be. I hope there's still a bit of list cloggers in it for you, for those that listen to list cloggers. And for those that have come from Big Brother, thank you for coming from Big Brother. Um, I know it's big in Uruguay right now. It's um, hit their shores. They're loving it. Getting a lot of messages from the Uruguayan fans. Getting a lot of messages from Indian fans still. Instagram. If anyone from Instagram is listening to this podcast, you have to stop making that fucking video go viral because every day there is angry Indians and they're at me. And I don't even like the cricket at all. And they have assumed that I love cricket and I've insulted them when really they insulted me. I don't even know what land is, but I'm being called land a lot. Um, I'm my sister's pimp brother. Don't even know what that means. So Instagram has to stop doing that. Um, but this show is yours, everyone. It, it really is. I don't want it to be like a, a shitty SEN where I come in here and wear a suit and I talk to you about footy like an old fossil and we just talk about the most mundane shit ever. And I've designed this show and I'm starting the show because we and you guys deserve – a better way to talk about footy, a cooler, hipper way. Not that I'm cool or hip, but I'm just sick of listening to fossils talk about stuff that I am i don't relate to. I'm not in, they're not in touch. And I want you to know how out of touch they are because the, the moment I realized they were out of touch was when Jared Waitley found out what a fucking meme was last year. Um, it's 2024. So last year he found out what a meme was for the first. Do you, do you see that meme? Uh, is this the Leo Messi meme? The one behind me. Yeah, up did you, there. Did you see that at the time, though, Ollie, last year? I did see it, and I thought valid words. But I also knew exactly what it was, to be <laughs> fair. Word. Valid words. You know. <laughs> so you like the quote. They've got a similar <laughs> kicking style, in fairness. <laughs> Don't they? I thought it's a oh, – that could I have know. been him. I know we've spoken about before, but I just can't believe yeah. he thought that people would actually take – but maybe that's an indictment on his delivery, that people actually Correct. thought that Jared Whaley was comparing the two. Correct. So – we're not going to do your SEN style type of commentary here. We're not doing your Dermy Burton's 50 word um, explanation of why someone dropped a mark. Sometimes Dermy, they just drop marks. Um, so this is a show for you guys. Community will build together. We're going to get some guests on here. Next week we have a big guest. 
um, a big, big guest, a big Carlton name for all the Carlton fans out there who's going to come on and tell an incredible story. And we're going to we're going to talk about footy and life and all these other things. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So thank you for joining us here on Dan Does Footy. I'm excited for what the year has ahead. Um, I know that maybe some of you thought I was playing footy. The promo that came out last night because I'm talking to him, you know, I'm trying to do Healy. Yeah, you're smart. Okay. Yeah, I have worked Yeah, out. I told you I've, I've got a lot to learn from you. <laughs> no, thank it's you, I've worked one it of out. Them. See you guys, this is yeah. the thing in showbiz. We're yeah. recording this days early. Yeah. I'm not really in here right now. Yeah, we're bloody good. Yeah, this yeah. is a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but it's Thursday now in your ears. So Thursday, I, I thank you for those who actually flattered me by thinking I could play footy again. I tell you what gives me anxiety, two things. Um, parking tickets that I haven't, I've got about 20 of those I haven't paid for. I refuse to pay them. I just feel like if it's bad enough, they'll find me somewhere. And putting on footy boots. You could not – there is no amount of money in this world that a local footy club could pay me to come and play football again. I just didn't – I don't have that in me. I don't want to be someone's trophy on a Saturday. I just want to – I want to wake up, I want to play golf, and then I want to go scream my lungs out at the G. So thank you to everyone who thought I was going to play footy, but that actually – that boat sailed a long time. I've jumped ahead here, but – with the podcast stuff, you're all welcome to listen. Except for the following people who are currently banned from listening to the podcast. <clears throat> Got my list here. Wayne Carey, you're banned. Jared Waitley as a band. The Rice Magnet, Stephen Quarterbrain, you're banned. Temi Hembrow, she's banned. Margot Robbie, banned. Rocket Eat, banned. Fair list. Margot Robbie, what did she do? Oh, Ollie. So Margot Robbie and I, for those who don't remember this, when I was in the Goldie as a... 19-year-old spring chicken up there, club on my shoulders, like literally the club on my shoulders, weight of expectations. This 88-kilogram ruckman from SA is going to carry this club. Um, I was like, you know what? I don't deserve to be this tense anymore. That's a lot of pressure for an 18-year-old. I'm going to go to Love Nightclub. So I went to Love Nightclub um, in my tight, tight jeans and like my – I think I was in a singlet at the time. Stringlet. Yes. Oh my God. It was a stringlet. Yeah. And it just covered yeah. the nipples. Yeah. Real hanging Lovely. low. Oh, it was horrible. So I was there and then I bumped in and met this lady called Margot. And I was like, oh, that's a like a unique name. I'd never heard of the name Margot before. Anyway, she's loving the fact that I'm a Gold Coast Ruckman. Like she's like, I just love footy. Like I've heard about you. You know, you're obviously a big deal up here. I was like, whatever, get over it. Um, but we got chatting. We had a few vodka raspberries at the time. And then I gave her my number and then she, the next day I was like, you know what? Or that day she was like, I'm going to text you tomorrow. Let's go hang at the beach, rah, rah. And I was like, Margot, I actually got a lot of footy to play. Like I'm kind of, I don't know if you heard yeah. or read the paper. Like I'm here to do a job, not just date people and, and have fun. So the next day I was like, oh, well, if Margot texts me, whatever. Anyway, never text me. Next minute she's on Wolf of Wall Street and has never, ever got back to me. So what was she on at the time? Was she on Neighbours or was it sort of post that? I reckon she would have just been pre-neighbours. Uh, when, right. when do you reckon she was a neighbour? 16, 17? A bit earlier even, I reckon. 15 yeah. on neighbours. Yeah. Is neighbours still going? I don't know. Home <laughs> I was and away more of a home and away guy. Home and away neighbours. I don't know how they're still going, but people love it. I think people overseas really love it. So those, you're all banned. Um, who we got again? Wayne Carey, Joe Whaley, Stephen Quarterbrain's definitely banned. Met his wife at a wedding the other day. Very lovely. She apologised on his behalf. Didn't have to. Temi Hambrow, that's right. We had an argument at a club during the off season, so that was fun. Um, called her a <laughs> Beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it Love Club or? <laughs> yeah, it was back. It was better Love Nightclub in Goldie. Um, yes, I did call that word accidentally, but she was very rude to me. And Rocket Eid for obvious reasons. So a lot's happened this off season. That happened in the off season. Also got married in the off season, which was just oh, exhausting. More than anything, I love my wife. I love. Mm, sounds weird to say wife. I love my wife, but I'm exhausted. Honestly, um, you married Ollie? No, 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 no. Nah. Partner? Yeah, got a partner. Oh, which is good. What is? No, what is, no. Like, like it's what? so so. That was a bad reaction. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> name? Her, say? Yeah, her, her. Name, her, yeah. Her yeah. name's Maddie. Maddie, great. Yeah. I can't. Do you invite Maddie in to sit down if you want one episode? No, I reckon we'll give it two or three. Episodes nah, I can get her in. I want her in a guest as a okay. guest. Okay. Um, that's great to hear. Sorry, yeah, that was a bad reaction. That's okay. Um, I, yeah, I can't. I can't explain myself. I got married. It was unreal. And Ollie, when you get married, you'll experience the same thing. It's just like it just goes very quickly. One, it goes very quickly, and it's very, very expensive. But it was just the best day of my life. Everyone's happy and it was summer and you're just drinking beers and then you drink all the beers and someone has to go get more beers. So I had an absolute blast and oh my God, I didn't notice this in the notes, but I also have in the notes after this. <laughs> I've got, I got married, best day of my life. Next note is I also got the biggest hemorrhoid I've ever had. <laughs> From the wedding or? You know what happens to me? People... Normal people, when they go out and have drinks and party and whatnot, they get like a hangover or they get demons and like, oh, I feel so shit. I don't get that. I got, I don't get head noise. I just like, I get the biggest fucking hemorrhoid you'll ever see. Hem noise. I literally get hem noise. Yeah. It's, and it's so stinky and I've spoke about it last year, but I need to get it checked out because it's going to be on a joke now. Mm -hmm. This thing was just vicious, just really vicious and- I got it the night of the wedding and then recovery. I was like, I think I'm going to have to ask people that like tell people you can't come to this, this recovery. Cause my, unfortunately, sorry, Amy, my bum hole is a bit like it's inside out at the moment. Well, I was just going to say, could you explain for people that don't know? So what, what exactly is it? So it's a hemorrhoid is essentially like, imagine a grape. We don't know what grapes are sure. being inside your bum hole all the time mm -hmm. and you don't feel the grape, mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden that grape decides to like slip out to the outside of your body and it's still attached to the inside of your body and it's very, very uncomfortable and just, and the smell of it as well is just horrendous. Like I was changing my undies three to four times a day during that recovery and wet wiping it. It was a lot. So that wasn't where I wanted this to go. I wanted to go to, and Ollie, I've changed the run sheet on you so you won't see this, but okay. I wanted to go to the article that the <laughs> Daily Mail did and so nice the Daily Mail Mail to cover my my wedding, which no one asked for at all. But this is why we're doing this podcast as well, just to prove how much I hate the media. Not hate, that's a bad word, but don't like. AFL star Daniel Gorringe and his longtime love, Anna Cannon, said their I do's in a breathtaking rural ceremony on Friday. Anna on Tuesday, the former AFL player, 31, and Big Brother star. What the fuck? No, that can immediately go. That's not true. Gave fans a look. Inside their intimate wedding, sharing stunning photos, blah, blah, blah. The first glimpse of their special day saw the couple passionately kissing. We did not passionately kiss. That was a lie. I specifically said handshake in front of everyone. I feel like handshake's the way to go. In the image, a delighted Anna is seen clutching Daniel's cheeks and the two lovebirds embrace and share a smooch on their special day. The couple's happiness was palpable as they soaked up the special moment. Like, you weren't there, Daily Mail. What are you talking about? 
The joyous day continued with a snapshot that can only be described as the epitome of romance. This article stinks. Is anyone listening to Daily Mail? Anyone read it? Oh, you strike me as a real Daily Mail reader. A real operator. Yeah, well, I, I, think I remember so. an article they did about you. I, 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 this must be true, but they said Dan Gorridge, and then in capitals, finally proposes. <laughs> oh, to yeah. Girlfriend. Like they've been waiting for I so like, long. Yeah, I thought that's yeah. a bit stiff. I'll tell you what. So that article's there. The comments are just the best thing in the world. It's my life. 2023 is his username. <laughs> Try hard on Big Brother. Definitely not an AFL star. That's true. Another 987654. I've never heard of him. How's his star? Sam McMahon. Riding on that little cake is off-putting. She's way too pretty for that dress. Uh. Oh, that's nice by Sandbar. Congratulations. Samurai King. AFL star. He was barely an AFL player. It's <laughs> very good, Samurai King. It's actually my dad, that one. Samurai King. He's big on Daily Mail. Um, yeah, we've covered the guests next week, so let's just get into footy because it's that time of the year, guys, and it is Dan Does Footy, so we are going to talk about a lot of footy on this podcast, and it's the time of the year that everyone loves. You said you go for St Kilda? I do, yep. What do you think about this season? Oh, well, I will say this. One mm. of the things I need to learn from you is yeah. I'm going to be their new ground announcer this year. Are you actually? Yeah, and no, so I need Ollie. tips, yeah. So I'm, I I went into maybe last week not feeling very confident, but I feel like now I'm playing a role. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of have to say, I think we're going to do really well. Are you actually? Yeah. Guys, if you see producer yeah. Ollie in the field at any Saints game, you have to just yell at him, take yeah. photos of him, Is ask for photos with him. Yeah. I mean, it's a big role. Yeah, thank you. You know that you're setting the tone for the boys. Exactly right. So that they hear you, And they hear you as well yeah. when you're out there. You know. Are you nervous? Nah. Nah, we'll be right. I tell you what, round the first home game though is round two Collingwood Spuds game at the MCG. That's pretty big. Is that the G this year? Mm. Wasn't it Marvel last year? Yeah. I played in that, yeah. Yeah, it stepped up. So what are you doing? You're not playing the open, fucking opening I'm not round, playing. round one. Well, you're not playing. They're going to ask you to play. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. So you're not playing round one. Zero. Or oh, round, fuck me. And then round one we are playing, but not a home game. So it's just home games. So you're not playing opening round, which is the round new round one. Correct. But you're playing round one yep. at the G? No, round one, just an away game. I can't remember who we're playing. Okay. I think Cats. I think we've got Geelong. Oh. And then round two is our first home game. Okay. So you're, you're a week off. You're two weeks off. I've got two season. weeks off. Yeah. So a bit of a longer process. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, mate, that's all. If you do see, as I said, if you see Ollie down there in the field, just absolutely get into him. He loves, he loves fan interaction. I, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this time of the year. So how do you think the Saints will go? Because you're a Saints fan and I now think, you're the, the, yeah. the tone setter. Uh, I think if I set the right tone, we could probably make seventh. I think that anything, Perfect. I think anything beyond that's probably ambitious. Perfect. At this stage. Yeah. They are. So yeah. Saints think they're going to be seventh. I think Carlton will win the flag. <laughs> Pans are got, Pies are going back to back, according to them. The Suns just got dimmer, so they're going to play finals, they reckon. Adelaide, finals, North and West Coast, both fighting for a wooden spoon. And Essendon fans get to play on September holidays again. So this is the best part of the year where no one's disappointed at all. You cannot be disappointed as a footy fan. Um, I mean, going for North and West Coast would be hard just to live with, like to carry that around day to day. That would be extremely tough. But everyone else is on top of the world and ready to go. Um, I think... You said Saints finished seventh there, and I have to go back to that because I disagree with it, actually. They could do. I think, like, in an ambitious world. I don't reckon they can break good, top You five. were very good last year, though. Like, they're, they're extremely out-of-the-box good and then just... That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That first final faded. was a bit disappointing. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. So it's a great time of the year as a footy fan because no one's disappointed unless you're, again, North or West Coast fans. But that's that's a different story. And 
Preseason has just started. It's finishing and nothing's worse. Trust me, guys. I've, I've done seven of them. Like I've got experience of what happens in these preseasons and it's just an anxiety fire and burn that you're in every day. You've got your 2K time trials, which is just generally not – well, actually a lot gives me anxiety these days, but not much rattles me. But the thought of running five laps and being timed and everyone at the club looking at you is just a horrendous feeling. Um, and I don't miss that at all. Like some of the boys I was speaking to uh, during the off-season break, no, Christmas season break, they're like, God's, oh, God, bloody hell, we want to let some steam off. Let's get the, the best bloke we know around, the funnest bloke. I was like, ring, ring, me again. Um, didn't bloody stop this thing in the off-season. All the boys were hanging out with me. They were like, um, just tell me how like how much anxiety they had around going back and doing a 2K. The footy stuff is fine. The meetings are fine. But running a 2K is just like, I'm out. I'm not doing that at all. So there's that. You got your skin folds, which again, I don't think they're allowed to do Fat Club anymore. Actually, why are they doing skin folds at all if they can't even take weights anymore? That's a good point. I don't know. That's, yeah. I might be on something here. Um, they got to, they're going to stop doing that as well. But then did back in the day, skin folds was a big one and you have 40 boys just sitting in the ice bath trying to reduce the skin. Like it would just stick to them and all of a sudden they'd be ripped. Um, match sim, you've got your match sim flat out and it's ramping up because obviously they want to get some chemistry in the teams and you've got your, your probables who are just the strongest team in the world. It's like the best 22 of the club versus generally the, the, the possibles, which is just shit kickers like me who are just getting smashed every match sim and you've got no confidence going into your preseason games in the VFL. Um, and then the club has a decency to get these players up. Because um, I don't know why the club does this or every club does this, but they get players to call members to be like, hey, we noticed you were a member uh, last year. You haven't signed up. You know, would you mind signing up again? There's obviously a reason why they haven't signed up. Like maybe they don't want to watch North be shit again. Maybe they're done with North being shit again. And you've got bloody... Aiden Bonner being like, hey, mate, just notice you didn't sign up uh, to be a member this year. Is there any reason for that? They make us do that flat out. And on the phones and the Suns, um, well, no one knew me at all, but at the Suns, they'd make us do it every year. And every year, without a doubt, it'd be like, who are you again? Hey, mate, oh, I'm just I'm just doing my best, to be honest. I don't really know, but I'm Daniel Gorange, and you didn't sign up to be a member the last two years. I was wondering if this year was going to be any different. Should we get you to do that to be a subscriber of the podcast? Yes. Hey, Stan just checking you haven't resubscribed. That's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think everyone who uh, – I don't know if we can see who follows the podcast, can we? On the back end? Follow, subscribe? Probably not. No, it would be numbers, wouldn't Probably it? Probably not, but we could figure it out. We could do like an honest poll sort of situation. Like yeah. Like have you subscribed and then we'll reach out to you. I think next episode what we'll do – one of the episodes next week, we'll do on my story, we'll get everyone to put their numbers in and yeah, we'll yeah. just do like a, a bit of a check around the grounds and yep. see if everyone's happy being a member. Yep. I think. I think it's a great We'll idea. make five phone calls and do membership calls. So um, next week, send us your numbers. We'll do some membership calls and hopefully you want to be a member for the whole season, not just one episode. But I did, only thing I loved about preseason was just getting jacked in the gym. Just, just throwing weight around. Just there was a point at one time where the club had to get more weights in from um, Japan. But Japanese weights. <laughs> <laughs> where are weights made? Japan? Nah. Look. You shift in. Look at me. No, no, I you really shift in. <laughs> anyway, there was one point where the club was like, oh, there's not enough weights in this room for Dan Groen. What are we gonna do? Rah rah. 
but we sorted out. I just ended up lifting the foundations of the club um, to like squat and, and bench press. But there's nothing better than just getting in the gym and just having that dog in you. And I've been working out lately. I've been working out a lot lately, guys. And some of you have noticed um, and you, you keep calling me like Google Maps arms and stuff. And some of you, I actually walked past someone the other day and I was vain. I was like throbbing. I was really throbbing. Um, both my arms were throbbing and all the veins were popping. And they were like, oh my God, thank God you're here. And I was like, this is weird. What do you want? And she was like, my phone's just gone flat. Do you mind if I check the Google Maps on your arms to get home? <laughs> it's just so fucked. There's no one else in the room here. It's just me <laughs> laughing in a room. Got Amy and Ollie just giving me nothing. It's just me right. loving my jokes. It's good. But it made me think about having that dog in you. So this is my top five players that have that dog in them. And I'm talking about a full-grown fucking pit bull German shepherd, Staffy Doberman. Players who, when you see him on the field, you're like, I don't care about anything else. They've got that dog in them. So number five of players who got that dog in them. Number five, Jack Viney. Just a dog. Just a dog. Just real in and under grunt, bit lippy. Um, and when he got in that fight with Braden Maynard in the final last year, I was there. I was hard. There was blood in the right places. Number four, Tom Liberatore. He's got that dog in him. Just a rare dog, like really rare dog. He, um, yeah, different dog, but he's a goer. And I would love to see him and all these top five actually just get in a ring and just fight out to the death. Luke Parker, number three. Mm -hmm. Just a warrior, a warrior. Played with him in junior footy and God, his head was like concrete. He would just run literally head first into every contest. And just a mongrel as well. Just a real attitude about him. I love blokes who are a bit lippy out there um, and can back it up. Number two, Toby Green. Just, just a dog. Just a dog. Kicks goals, lippy. He's less lippy now that he's captain, but still on the field. You just know he's given out left, right, and center. And my number one player that has that dog in him, Braden Maynard. Just a dog. Just out there, running in the air, knocking blokes out, starting balls left, right, and center. Didn't have a left shoulder for the season and just wanted to get in fights. Um, so that's my top five players with dogs in them. Like, obviously, I'd be in there if I was playing, but I'm not playing anymore. I'd probably be in that list. I'd be wedged in between Braden and Toby Green, I think. Well done, guys. That's the top five. Um, oh, this thing I saw. That article about the players who are on seven-figure salaries last year. AFL article. Of the 19 players who reached seven-figure figures, seven figure salaries last year, eight were paid more than $1.2 million. Five reached 1.1 and 1.2, and six received between 1 and 1.1 million. While the AFL and its clubs never, never publicly linked names to the wages, it is known... Is this them just telling us who it is, yeah. essentially? We're not going to tell you. But We're not going to tell you. It's really, really definitively. Yeah. We're not going to tell you, but do with this info what yeah. you want. <laughs> Dustin Martin, Nat Fife, Jerry McGovern, Tom Lynch, Brody Grundy, getting paid by three clubs, Marcus Bontempelli, that's deserved, Toby Green, Stephen Canilio, Jeremy Cameron, Christian Petrarca, Patrick Cripps, Tim Kelly, Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, Darcy Moore, Josh Kelly, were among the highest paid this is the weird one. Some of the bigger deals in 2023 may have been back-ended contracts with veteran pair David Swallow and Andrew Gaff. Is that just random as to have – like Dave's been up there for a long time, a long time. Like he he was probably playing with Jesus up there. That's how long he's been there. 
And Andrew Gaff has been around for a long time as well. I would never have picked David Swallow and Andrew Gaff to be on a million dollars. But there you are. And that made me think about how much did I earn in my seven years up there? Because these guys in one season have earned a lot more than I did in my ever, ever in my whole career. So I thought back about, I was like, what were my actual playing contracts? Because I obviously haven't filed them for any reason. But drafted in 2010, in 2011, pick 10, I reckon I got put on 68,000. In that, in that first year, my manager then signed a contract extension. So I'd signed for three years. So he's done well. He's, he's really signed me on potential when I haven't even played a game yet, which was an absolute godsend because I was horrible. 2012, I played nine games the first year. So in 2012, I think my base salary went up to 75,000 with matches, like four grand a match. 2013, 120,000, only because my manager was smart and, and did that extension. And in 2013, I come out of contract and I have offers on the table from Port and Gold Coast. Port for three years, Gold Coast for two. I stay with the Gold Coast for 150 in 2014 and 170 in 2015. So I'm literally almost maybe the highest paid reserves player getting around the NEFL. Quite, quite possibly the highest paid NEFL player ever. Then get delisted. And Carlton, again, I don't know how my manager did this because I did not have not played a game quite literally at this point in 2015 for two years. I signed in 2016 and 17 for 140000 each year, plus matches, which took my total career earnings to 868000 Where the fuck's that money? Because I don't have a single cent of that shit ever. I was buying bloody those singlets you spoke about before. Yeah, yeah stringlets. Stringlets. I was buying stringlets at Universal. No wonder I don't have any money left. Love club. Fuck, man. I just wasted so much potential and money. Like, I just wish I could go back and just not even try and not even try and play AFL. Just try and save the money. Like, I just going out to Love Nightclub trying to impress Margot Robbie. Um, not Tammy Hembrow. I wouldn't have tried and done that with her because I'm not friends with her. But Margot, maybe Margot ended this for me. But I just, it's crazy that players make that much money. And there'll be a point where with all the new deals, they make way more. The average salary will be 400, 500,000 very, very soon. Quick break here. I don't ask for much, but I am asking you guys to please do me a favor and follow, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on right now to join the community, join something we're building here. When you do that, it helps all of us here build an amazing show for you guys. It allows us to get more guests because they see the ratings and the follows and all these numbers and they go, wow, I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. So please, takes two seconds to do. Do it right now. Obviously, if you're not driving, if you even if you are driving, pull over and do it. Follow, subscribe. Thank you so much. Um, the Vault. My phone goes off. The Vault. Now, guys, this Vault segment is... I don't know if anyone else just randomly wakes up in the middle of the night and just thinks about something that's happened to them in their life, but I do it quite often. Like I can't, I'm not a sleeper. Do you do that, Ollie? All the time. Yeah. Re- real genuine reoccurring things yeah. that have happened to me. All the time. Yeah. Like last, oh my God, oh my God. Last night I had this one about this um, girl called Melissa. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. It's not even anything good. It's just weird. And we were in high school and for some reason I wasn't wearing undies that day. I was just 
so weird. I was going to school without undies on for no reason, but I was wearing jeans. Obviously, jeans have a have a zipper. Anyway, Melissa and I were kind of seeing each other. Oh my god, I got another one as well. Melissa and I were seeing each other, and but obviously at fourteen, like you don't really know what you're doing. You're just holding hands and stuff. And for some reason, we were holding hands, and old girls got a little bit excited, and with no undies to protect what was happening there, and like my peepee kind of like got stuck in an awkward angle on the back end of the zipper. <laughs> zipper. And it's hot in Adelaide as well. On the back end of the zipper. And I was like, oh, well, I need to go taller, I need to go taller. Anyway, I ran the taller and pulled down quickly and got the PP stuck in the in the zipper. <laughs> okay, Ollie. That's, so that was – that's not what I'm talking – that was – I got distracted then. That's not what I was talking about. Hey, did this we listen, no? I mean, there was a lot of blood post. Right, okay. Yeah, it was like a self um, – a self-circumcision, really. It's how my mum described it. It's beautiful. She's like, oh, did you go to school today? I was like, well, I got circumcised. So it was that. Um, but this one I want to talk about in the vault right now is the protein slushies at the Suns. So at the Suns, when we first got up there, we, because we're all 18 years old, we had to have this protein shakes flat out. Like we're all young. We're all 88 kilos and we're playing against men in the next six to 12 months, some of us. Me, I think I got there and they're like, you're playing straight away, obviously. But I was 88 kilos and a lot of us were and we were just working out, eating, trying to put weight on, whatever it is, to try and put muscle on to compete. And the last thing you want to do on the Gold Coast is after a gym session, go to the taps and put in some lukewarm water in your protein shake, shake it and try and get down this protein shake. Like It was just gross. So the nutritionist went around and was like, well, why is everyone having protein? I'm ordering all this protein and – you know, there's tubs of protein and no one's drinking it. And we said to her, like, it's just too hot to have protein. It's just, like, we don't like it. It's just gross. She said, well, I've got to think of this solution to make sure that you 18-year-olds start having protein because you, you just got to up your intake. She goes away. She comes back. And the next two weeks after we had this conversation with her, we've got these, we go in the, in the change rooms and we have these protein slushy machines. So a slushy machine that's, you know, the ones that spin. Yep. We have the slushy machines and inside it is protein. She's like, look, guys, I found the solution. It's unbelievable. Now, every time you finish the gym session, just come straight out of the gym. There's no shaking. There's no admin. Pour yourself a protein slushy and away you go. You can even have plastic cups for like care, you know, because the other part of that was the having to clean your shaker. It stinks the next day. When, you know what it's like. So the, everyone's going, this is awesome. This is great. So weeks go past. Everyone's having their protein shakes. And then – Gets about a month down the road and we, we pull some out and we're like, oh, geez, this protein is starting to taste a little bit like different than what it did before. I'm pretty sure it tasted a lot better four weeks ago. So we're having it for the for a whole week, still having it. Just like, yeah, something's off this protein. Get to the end of the week and we go to her and say, I'm not sure what kind of protein you've got, but it's starting to taste a little bit like shit. And she's like, well, that's weird. I haven't used any different protein. I'll look into it. She looks into it. She goes to the protein machine. She goes to the protein machine and pulls at pulls at the back of it. Pulls up the back of the protein machine and the back of the <coughs> the back of the machine. Back there, took myself back there. The back of 
Take your time. Take your time. Look at it. The back of the protein machine is full of maggots. <laughs> It's full of maggots. Oh, fuck. Shit. This protein machine is full of maggots. So for some reason... Oh, shit. The back of the machine's full of maggots. <laughs> and... Oh! It's full of maggots. So for the last however long... Blokes were pulling on this protein machine and just having a mix of like maggot juice and protein. And obviously it didn't get announced to the playing group, but someone in the leadership group found out because they had to go tell them what was happening and it worked its way back to the playing group. And it was just like, how did someone not realize that putting milk and protein in a slushy machine that was on for 24 hours a day for a month was not going to produce that type of problem. So, <clears throat> oh, God, guys, that's the vault. Um, next vault probably won't oh. be that disgusting. Did you get bigger at least? Did oh, it work? mate. I got absolutely huge. Yeah, so well, I, was just, I just asked. <laughs> I was like, um, excuse me, with the protein maggots, um, I actually am enjoying that. So if I could just have raw maggots, that would be awesome. But it was just so cooked. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, um, no, nah, maybe I made that bit up. I think I was going to make something up, but no, I'm not going to say that. Um, that's the vault, guys. I have so many just vault things ready to go, um, and we'll keep wheeling those out. We'll even ask, I guess, if they have any vault scenarios, but I feel a bit crook after that one. Um, and I'm so sorry if you're not good with stories, but I can't look even look at a protein drink anymore. I'd really struggle with protein. I know you guys would look at me and go, wow, this guy is, um, this guy is just... Jack, you must be eating protein. That's not the case. I'm not eating protein. I'm just eating maggots. Look, let's catch up what's happening out there in the AFL world. Um, what's this thing we got here? We have an article. Okay. We have an article here, guys. Just need to connect. Um, oh, it's about Dave Matthews and Collingwood. Dave Matthews really hates Collingwood. He's a CEO of the Giants. Um, shots fired. We hate Collingwood. GWS Giants CEO Dave Matthews fires up rivalry with Magpies ahead of opening round. There's no love lost between 2023 AFL preliminary finalist opponents, Collingwood and GWS, says Dave Matthews. We're excited about opening round because I think it's one of the biggest home and away fixtures that the AFL has ever delivered. We hate Collingwood. Uh, shouldn't have said that. Almost as much as we hate Sydney. They're the perfect opponent for us in opening round. Now... I'm not a CEO by any means, but my advice to Dave O would be probably don't piss off Collingwood considering how good they are. Um, and their fans are psychopaths. I've spent some time with them last year. I walked through a crowd of them on grand final day and just off their dicks. Just crazy. Craig, have you ever encountered a Collingwood fan? Well, I will round two, put it that way. Oh, my God, you will. Oh, if you're a Collingwood fan, again, if you see Ollie on the field, just lay into him. Just absolutely tear shreds off him. He loves um, So I, I just don't know what Dave's doing there. But also, Dave Matthews, join the club, mate. Everyone hates Collingwood. No one likes Collingwood unless you're from Collingwood. Um, oh, my God, he said here. That's right. This also kicked off with Magpie's Ruck. 
Mason Cox's sledge in November. Round one at NRL goes to Las Vegas. AFL premiers go to a showground for livestock. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that either. Dave Matthews replied, to be honest, it's D-grade comedy at best. I guess that's his thing. Uh, insulting him. I guess it resonates with some people. I didn't see it. Someone showed it to me. Definitely saw it. Um, yeah, Mason Cox saying that was also wrong. But also, when you want a flag, you can say whatever you want. Where's Mason Cox from? I think he's from like, isn't he from he livestock? Text? Mason Cox is from Highland Village City in Texas. Mason, you're from livestock country. You can't say that. Your, your best friend could have been a cow, for all we know, in Highland, Texas. What's in Highland? Oh, my God. Highland Village City, Texas. The first image that comes up is four cows sitting together. Mason Cox, you can't throw stones, my man. Um, speaking of best friends. Should I say that? Yeah. I once had a best friend. Not who wasn't a cow, but he was actually from Thailand. His name was Woodja. And we he didn't speak English, Woodja. But we would just catch up after school and he'd be like, Oh, why is your pants red? And I was like, Oh, well, what happened is I was with Melissa and sure. I absolutely gave myself a circumcision. And I was like, that's weird. Um, but no, he didn't speak English at all. So he actually spoke zero English. He spoke full Thai. But every day after school, we'd catch up and we had this mutual like. It was like we could we could, we could speak a language of some sort. Um, like we weren't getting together or anything. I think that I probably said that wrong. We were just friends. Um, I'm not gay. I think I've said that completely wrong. I'm married if anything. Yeah. So, and that's okay. Not that there's anything wrong with it at all. No, no. I think I just the way I explain that, would people would assume if you're listening the first time that maybe I was gay with Woodja, but I'm not gay with Woodja. He doesn't speak English. No, not anymore. Well, no, well, he might speak English. I've never, I don't even know where Woodger is. But his name was Woodger. And what would we do after school Monday to Friday is, hello, hello, waving because we can't speak to each other. And then we just give each other whizzies. You know whizzies? <laughs> Come on. No, I don't think I do. I know sacktacks. Do you know what a whizzy is? I don't know what a whizzy is. Surely, do you know what a whizzy is? Yeah, a whizzy is when like you grab your mate's arms. Oh, yeah. And you stand out to each other. Now that I'm saying it, it probably would look very like we were together. And then you grab one and then the other person in the middle just starts spinning while the other person's feet get in the air and you start spinning them around and you just holding them by the hands. Would was, you? Yeah. Is he doing you or you him? Okay. Now <laughs> that's, again, if you're listening for the first time and if you just skipped what, what, how far are we into it? 35 minutes or something? If you've just skipped this bit, it does sound like I was in a relationship with a Thai boy. I wasn't in a relationship with a Thai boy. We were best friends that gave each other whizzies. Hmm. Yeah. His name was Woodja and I would love to track him down. So Woodja, if you're listening to the podcast um, and don't just say that you're Woodja. I know what's going to happen here. Fucking people are going to message you saying, hello, it's me, Woodja. How good were the whizzies back then? I'm, I'm, we're going to call you next week and you're not going to be Woodja. So um, if Woodja, if you are listening, thank you so much for the whizzies. Um, feel free to message in. I would love to get you in the locker room and we do a whizzy. Oh, how good that be? Actually, is there anything that he could message you that you know it was definitely him? Like are you able to maybe like tease a story that only – you and Woodja would have experienced just the two of you. Okay, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. Um, like we didn't kiss. Is that what you're trying to imply? No, just we like, do is that. there something that's, Woodja that Woodja could you would message know. you and then you'd go, that's 100% Woodja? Oh, I'd need to see a photo of Woodja. Okay. I think, of, I think obviously it was a long time ago, but I think if I saw a photo of Woodja, I could, I could say, you know what, that is Woodja. Now we, or? Uh, 
actually, I don't know. I feel like again, if if you're if you're from Thailand or um anywhere around Asia and sent me a photo of yourself. I would just maybe assume you're Woodja. So now so I don't know. So now you're know. just asking for before and yeah, after well, okay, shots of okay. a guy called so, Woodja from yeah. Thailand. <laughs> Mark my words, we're going to track down Woodja by the end of this season. Um, and the season goes for a long, but we're, here, we're here for the whole footy season. So Woodja will come into the locker room at some point this season. Um, but let's get him back on track here because that, we just lost completely all, back at, all, all place where we were. But 15 days to round one. We're back. 15 days till round one. I'm excited. It's been a long off season. I'd listened to those fuckers at the Magpies brag about winning a premiership that they really didn't deserve, if I'm being completely not. And I don't want to piss them off, but they didn't deserve to win the grand final. Stephen May said that. And I, I, I back Stephen May because he's an honest guy. He's got that dog in him. Oh, he didn't make the top yeah. five. Fuck. Yeah, he does have a dog in him. He does have a real big dog in him. Um, But... It's been a long off season and I've got mates who are Collingwood fans. Like, oh, where are Carlton going this year? Oh, we beat you. Oh, you didn't win a flag. Shut the fuck up. You know, just shut up. Um, but I'm looking forward to being back in the footy, just screaming at the top of my lungs. My favourite things to do are yelling as soon as the first free kick gets paid to your team, round one, within 30 seconds, yelling out, he's been doing it all day. Mm-hmm. It's just, it always gets a laugh. It always gets a laugh around you, so I'm going to do that. I love $20 middies. I just love going to the G and saying, I'll have four middies, thanks, and they say that's $144. So, like, thank you so much. It feels good to be back it when that happens. Good. It's awesome. Going to the – oh, this happens. Happened to my friend, actually, Aaron. But going to the urinal at quarter time and hearing someone next to you say, it's cold at the bottom. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. If you see me at the G or even if you see Ollie at the G, just say it's cold at the bottom. Um, and we'll get what you mean. And just having the G absolutely rocking again. I know Tay-Tay was there, um, which we didn't go to, but we did speak about before we started podcasting. And didn't she just cause a massive stir on Tay-Tay? Just people lining up outside the stadium to listen to Tay-Tay. Didn't even have a ticket ticket to go in, but just listening to her. There's no, there's no one else in the world that people will do that for, I don't think. Is there? I saw a few people doing it outside Adelaide Oval for the Rolling Stones. No, well, recently. Yeah. Wow, no, we're talking maybe 2015, like possible sort of last tour kind no. of situation. Wow. You're sitting out, you know, by the Torrens there. Just listening. Just listen to Mick. Yeah, it's a bit scenic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Amy just said it's different. isn't it? I think that there's a statue. And it there is, there. yeah. yeah. That's, I think mine's just down from that as well. Yeah, you've got Colonel um, Lightyear. Colonel, yeah. Colonel Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Colonel Lightyear, and yep. then you've got mine just down from that. But Adelaide is very scenic, so you could do that. Whereas the G is just like a concrete. For me, it's a concrete office because I used to work there. That's true. Yeah, it's just an office just space to me. business done. I love saying that, going to the G and saying, oh, where, where's the game this week? And they're like, oh, the G. And I go, oh, my old office. <laughs> so that's my dad flat out and he doesn't laugh anymore. But it's great to have it back because if I keep playing golf on Saturdays, I might fucking lose my sanity. Are you, do you play golf, Ollie? Nah, no good. Man. Doesn't work for me. I need a golf sponsor. I've been saying it for years. So Ping, TaylorMade, Callaway, I don't care that this is shameless. Give me some golf clubs because I've got a pair of power builds that just aren't doing the job for me. Um, and it's always the way. Like once you have the most expensive set of golf clubs, you're just going to be better at things. Well, you hope. Well, I do have an expensive driver at the moment, a very expensive driver, but it's not doing um, the job for me at all. 
What else is happening in the AFL? Uh, Taron Thomas looking at 18-week suspension. Here we go. This is where we get cancelled. Here we go. Didn't take long. One episode. The lawyers have been have told me to be very careful on this. So let me just be careful what I say here. Let's read out first what we've got. Taron Thomas's career at North Melbourne could be over within days as the Roos brace for an AFL suspension of up to 18 weeks for their wayward star. It is understood Thomas's latest tran- transgression, we would allegedly involved abuse of a female known to the player through social media or text messages. As the Herald Sun reported last week, the Roos are bracing for a lengthy suspension given the AFL's view that the most recent allegations are extremely serious. An 18-week suspension could give the Roos cause to cut ties with Thomas given continuing issues over his conduct, adherence to a club-sanctioned education program, training standards, amid three separate allegations against women. Is understood the ruse would consider Thomas's rights under the collective bargaining agreement, but could consider whether they can sever his contract. Now, allegedly, is you have to be careful because nothing's been proven, and I'm really thinking hard here, Ollie, because you, you, I could think you, you, work s- hard here, yeah. you see my mind going into overdrive here. <laughs> Alleged, nothing's been. Um, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. It, nothing's obviously concrete, but. He's had his troubles in the past with the same thing. Three times we just read. Yep. The AFL, it's now the North's hands. It's in the AFL's hands. But if I'm the AFL and they get to the bottom of it and they say, nah, convicted, this is true. All the stuff that's happening around you, it's just true. We've, we've found out it's true. I'm saying, Taron Thomas, don't never come back again. Yep. You can never come back again. I'm sorry. And his life after football is a separate thing. And we wish anyone on this podcast all the best going forward with life. But in this scenario and what he does in the AFL, if this stuff is true, Taron Thomas, don't come back again. You just can't. So that would make me very nervous talking about that yeah. because I could just see a phone call from the lawyer coming up. But I think we're good there. I think that's fine. You said what it was. Yeah. We, we didn't speculate. And that's what we just, do here. You know, we, don't, we, don't, we don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. SEM would have never touched that. No, it's true. I guarantee it. Gary and Tim would have never have touched it. Um, but he touched someone else's wife, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> we have – oh, we have games today. We have games. We're back. KO's back. Before we get started, I don't care if KO wanted to sponsor the show. Fuck KO. I tell you what, the amount of issues I've had with KO, I tried to order Volk, um, the Volk fight on the weekend. Couldn't do it. Still got charged. That's awesome. When I'm watching KO, a Friday night game, a Saturday game, a Sunday game, I go on Instagram. I'm a scroller at home. I scroll. I surf the net. In junk time, I'm like, whatever. The sign's going to go. I'll just jump on Instagram. There it is. 7 AFL, post the result. KO, work it out. Like you had the streaming of KO is horrible. Horrible. And if you want to sponsor the show, we'd love you. But we need you to fix out the streaming. Do you think they're going to sponsor the show after that? <laughs> Look, I don't know. Look, I will say the NBA All-Star on the weekend, that was almost impossible to watch. But it's just like, like yeah, things cut back and, yeah. and forward so often. You're like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. Yeah. So Cut to the corgi racing. In saying, yeah, in saying that, uh, on KO today, which I will be watching, we have Sydney and the Giants playing at Tramway Oval. Nowhere where that, no idea where that is. Um, Geelong and Carlton at Icon Park. I'll be there. Will I be there? I might be there. Um, Brisbane at the Gold Coast at Brighton Homes Arena. 
Where the fuck's that? It's prestigious. <laughs> where, the, where is Brighton Homes Arena? Brighton Homes Arena. Let me find out quickly. But it sounds... If you're ever a sponsor and you wanted to sponsor a stadium, you're just going to put your full name in there, Brighton Homes Arena. Okay, it's in Springfield, Central Queensland. Actually looks decent. But it's good to have footy back. So we get to see those teams um, go at it and no one's really trying in the preseason. Like it's just a real tick the box of the players out there, especially the first one. I think your stars come on for two quarters and then it's just put the handbrake on. Um, But no one's really going for it anymore. Back in the day you did when the Wizard Cup was on. And when the preseason cup was on, that was the day where players went for it. Because they got paid, didn't they? If they oh, won yeah. the cup. Absolutely. And what they should bring back, as much as people hated it, was um, what was the concept they did that went last a year? Super goal? No. That, well, I love that. I think that yeah. should be a main rule. The The concept where they had the different teams and they played on the shorter field, the soccer field. Oh, the AFLX. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. I rated it. Yeah, it was kind of fun. That's fun. It's different. I reckon they should bring it back. What did you make of the seven quarters on the weekend? I, I couldn't remember. Oh my around god! <laughs> thank you so much, Ollie. Yeah. Thank you. It was a bit it just weird. Fucking pissed me off. Top thing. Oh, I got another segment called Top Five Things That Pissed Me Off This Week, but that's a different thing. Hey, don't play seven quarters or don't televise seven quarters. Just play the seniors to play four and the twos. Just play anywhere else. You don't have to have seven, a seven quarter football match. That's like the NBA players being like, we're going to play nine quarters of, M- of basketball here. Don't do that. It's just frustrating and so much footage. The score was 198 to 197 or something like that. Like just stupid. But it was good to see Clary back. It was great to see Clary back. He is a friend of the show. And we love friends of the show. And I um, I think he'll I think he'll bounce back. I th- honestly think, and we'll talk about it later in the ad read or wherever you put the ad read in Ollie, but he'll win the Brownlow this year. I'm big on him. Jeepers. I'm big on him. This next segment is brought to you by our good mates over at Sportsbet. We have some huge things and huge things, I mean, absolutely massive coming this year with our mates over there at Sportsbet. Some big things in March, especially that I want everyone to keep their eyes out and on for that. Um, but today we're going to spend some time looking into my crystal ball because I see things like you wouldn't believe. I manifest and I just, you know, at one point my mum thought that I could see the future. Um, but that was not the case because I did not see me not making an AFL. But today I want to look at the markets for the premiers or my predictions for the premiers, the Coleman medalist and the Brownlow. So we'll start with our premiership winners. I honestly think every 10 years or so there's back-to-backs. It, it, in 2000 and Hawthorne was the last one. 2000 something, three, I think it was. And then Brisbane before that. There's about a 10 year gap. I looked last night. Almost every eight, 10, eight to 12 years, there's back to back premiers. Collingwood, I think, will go back to back. I just I just don't see who's beating them at the G because they're not leaving the MCG. I give you the strong tip. They'll win their, all their games at the G and then they will get finals at the G and then they just go back to back. It just has to happen. So. They'd be my tip. I mean, they're very short on sports bet. They are. I'll show you what they are. And for premiers. They're $3.75 on sports bet. That's sure. That's very short for an 18-team competition. So short. Followed by Brisbane at four bucks and the Blues. Oh, at eight bucks. If the Blues win, wow, I have a conniption. Um 
So the Pies back to back for me this year. For the Coleman, the Coleman's tough. The fact that Charlie went back to back is just unbelievable. That doesn't happen really anymore in the way that the footy's played. But I think Tom Lynch would have been my pick if he was playing a full season, but he's going to miss the first couple, I think. I think that Nick Larkey came home with absolute wet sail. And you'd think the North are going to be better. So I'm going to say it's Nick Larkey. I, th- I just think he he got close last year. I don't know how much he kicked last year, but he got very close. Nick Larkey wins a Coleman. Charlie, Charlie can't win a three-peat Coleman. That's impossible. Impossible to win it. But Charlie is $6. Jeremy Cameron's 8 bucks, And Nick Larkey is $10 followed by Taylor Walker at 13 So Nick Larkey in my crystal ball. And for the Brownlow medal... I said it in the podcast. Uh, I don't know where this is going, Ollie, but I said it today at some point. Clayton Oliver wins it. I think it's just a. St- it's just like something you write stories about in movies and books, and like this moment where he is nowhere really, and then comes back and has one of the best years ever. He's at twenty-one bucks. This guy has won. I don't know exactly because we don't really research anything around here, but at twenty-six, he's won like four BNFs, three AFLPA players of the year, like. Absolutely, 26 years old at $21 to win a Brownlow. I think he just, I think he wipes the floor with him. And he's always around the mark each year. Um, but the mark at the moment says that Nick Dacos also forgot he existed. Um, <laughs> gonna want to change it now, but he's at five bucks, which is so short for a Brownlow medal. Sam Walsh, 10 bucks, Bont at $12, and Lockie Neal at 13. Um, but Clay Oliver at 21 is my pick for the Brownlow. So, again, guys, we're very excited to have Sportsbet as a partner for the Dan Does Footy podcast. Um, We have some huge things planned for this year. More videos, there's new features, and there's no doubt that they'll make me dress up as a dickhead in some content. That is dropping very, very soon. So, it was very much, you know, we all remember the Kiss Outfit, but um, again, I keep saying this, Sportsbet are the best in the business. And if you're having a bet, make sure you're doing it responsibly and with sports bet. Um, what are we at here, Ollie? How much time we got? Um, I've been sort of going for just under an hour. Oh, have we actually? Yeah. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of getting bored now. No, I'm not. Um, let's do let's do Dan's desk and then we'll wrap it. And then we'll do some other stuff, which we'll do later. Perfect. We'll put it in. Dan's desk, guys. Uh, so rumors come across my desk. Left, right, and central. They just do. I can't help it. I'm uh, My desk is full of maybe this happened, maybe it didn't happen, but whatever comes on my desk, I want to give to you guys. So on my desk this week, we have a few things. Let's talk about the Tassie Devils. They're being announced in March. They're being called the Tassie Devils. I know that. I've heard that from multiple people. It's on my desk multiple times. All these colors are going to be green, yellow, black. That's just... And I've seen it getting around, but that's just, they're going to come out and announce that next month. But you guys heard it here first because it's Dan's desk. And Dusty Munns is my other thing that's on my desk frequently. Frequently that Dusty is done at Richmond this year. Um, I just think that his connection to Dimmer is way too strong. So I don't think I've heard. His connection to Dimmer is too strong. He wants to get to 300 games at Richmond. And then he is out, up to the Suns. And he could do that so easily. Just sit in a Ford pocket and run his own show for two years. 
Um, and in a less reliable source, in a bid to increase the AFL ratings, the AFL is looking to set up a key forward with a superstar singer, actress, model to boost ratings. Um, they saw what Taylor Swift has done for the NFL and they think that maybe that could work for the AFL. So I'm not sure who's single in the AFL. Max King might be single. Um, Max King. But what's this space? A key forward or a key AFL player will date a big celebrity woman to boost ratings in the I'm AFL. trying to think if we've ever had that. We had – who was with the, one of the Pussycat Dolls? No, really? Yeah. Yeah, really? 100%. Uh, Sean Hampson dated – Megan Gale. Yeah. That was big. Um, Nick Revolt was with someone from Neighbours. You're I'm actually sure. right. No one, no one, celebs don't date. No one dates a footy. Footy players are fucking pieces of shit, mate. Really? Trust me. We're all, really? we're all just nightclubs and ladies and drink cards. Stringlets. Can't trust them. No, but you're right. No one's, I'm trying to think, has anyone dated? That's like a, cel- mm. nah, can't pick one. Mm. I, I know for sure someone dated a pussycat doll. And I'm trying to remember his name, but he played for North, then he went to the Hawks. Robin Nahas? No. Josh Gibson. He did. Josh Gibson. He Josh de- Gibson. I'm pretty sure he did. Rob Nahas has got that big schlong on him, apparently. That's what I've heard. Just an absolute donk on him. Um, like, like, just massive. That's right. Pussycat doll Ashley Roberts. Who was she? Hawthorne player, AFL, Hawthorne player Josh Gibson with Pussycat doll Ashley Roberts. Wow. That's that's pretty iconic. That's a good one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Hey, good on you. That's great, Ollie. Good footy knowledge. Um, hey, guys. That's all we have time for. We went way over the time that I said we were going to go for this episode. But that's episode one in the books. Next episode, we, are, we have a guest on next week, which is big. We also have a solo episode again Thursday. So your week's going to look like guest Tuesday, solo Thursday, going into the round of football. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope it was bearable. I hope that we track down Woodja. That would be nice. Again, just want to confirm, I, I, I didn't, I never kissed Woodja. Um, Ollie made it sound like I was kind of in this like relationship with Woodja, which I just wasn't. That's, we gave each other whizzies. Um, but thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Um, hopefully, KO works. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>